hello and welcome. My name is Karen O'Connor and you're listening to Menopause, Marriage and Motherhood. Hello and welcome. My name is Karen O'Connor. I want to talk today about relationships. As you probably know, it's been an interesting year for me. So my husband of 30 odd years, John, and I separated at the start of the year and sold the house, moved to a different place, John's somewhere else. So it's all been quite a journey for both of us, but I haven't really been in touch with John. So I'm going to talk about me and what the process that I've been going through and the questions that I've been coming up with over the last 12 months or so. 12 months or so, seven months this year, but really the last decade, because we've been married for 30 odd years. We have four children. And I was aware, certainly for the last 10 years, that the marriage wasn't what I wanted it to be. Certainly wasn't what John wanted it to be either, I don't think. The problem is, it just wasn't bad enough to do anything about it. It was okay. There was nothing particularly wrong, nothing we could point a finger at and go, that is causing us problem in the relationship. There was just gripes. Don't like this. Don't like it when you do this. Don't like it when I do that. Don't like it. There was lots of little gripes, but nothing that was big enough to say this is worth ending the relationship over or we need to go to counselling because this happened. There was nothing of that kind. And the question, and then what goes on for me is, We've been married for 30 odd years. We've been together for 30 odd years. And can you expect the relationship to be amazing after you've been together 30 odd years? Can you expect to be head over heels in love like they show in the movies or gloriously happy all the time? Can you expect everything you want for a relationship? Do they happen, those kind of relationships? And they lived happily ever after kind of scenario. Does that happen in real life? I was in the space of, no, it doesn't. We've both, and I'm talking about John and myself here, we've both done enough personal development over the years to know that you need to work at things. You need to put a lot of effort into creating a life that you love. And I don't mean that it takes a lot of effort to do the actual creating. It can, but the effort that it takes is in looking at yourself and your behavior and taking on board the fact that you are 100% responsible for everything that happens in your life. And I'm saying you, I mean us, but in particular me, right? I'm talking about everything I say here is about me and the tools that I use and the practices that I apply to myself to move my life forward. They might not work for you. They, there's a high possibility that they won't. I'm just sharing what works for me, right? And I'm not saying that anybody else is wrong in whatever they think or do. There is none of that. This is just my journey. So coming from that space, what I understand, what works for me is to be 100% responsible for everything that happens in my life. I'm not saying that I'm to blame or that it's my fault. And I'm not saying that just because something really terrible happened to me doesn't mean I'm not going to feel bad or angry or upset or whatever about it. It doesn't mean that at all. We're allowed all those emotions. But for me personally, 
once I've gone through that initial stage of anger or grief or whatever, there comes a point where it's time to move on. It's time to acknowledge it and be okay with being that way. But I I also get to choose whether that impacts my life on a long-term basis or not. And if I don't like the way that I'm behaving or it's not who I want to be or I'm not getting the results that I want, then the only person I can look to is myself. That's the only person who can ultimately have any impact on my life is me. So if I look at my relationship from that perspective in that I'm 100% responsible for it, then I was also 100% responsible for the way that my marriage looked. And if I didn't like it, I was the only one that could do anything about it. The problem is, or was, I wasn't sure whether or not I actually wanted to do anything about it. Because like I say, it wasn't bad. It wasn't crash hot, but there was nothing massively wrong. He wasn't abusive. He didn't do anything to upset me or hurt me. It was just low level meh. And I think that a lot of us get to a stage in life where we just put up with meh. And it might be in our relationships. It might be in our jobs. It might be I don't know, the house that we're living in, because that was another one. I was living in a house that was, I was just putting up with it because it was, it could be okay. It could be really nice if I put the effort into, but I just didn't want to put the effort into it. It was really interesting how apathetic I was about a lot of areas of life. Kind of fairly familiar with myself and I'm aware of some of my good points and very aware of quite a lot of my bad points. And that's some that in itself is something that I'm focusing on at the moment is being aware of myself and who I am, the things I do, my ways of being, everything, and being okay with them. That's just what I do. And it's not easy because there are things that I do that I go, oh God, I wish I could be more tactful. I wish I just didn't open my mouth And whatever is on my brain tends to come out of my mouth. I wish I didn't do things like that. I wish all of this stuff. But I wouldn't be as judgmental of anybody else as I am of myself. I wouldn't criticize anybody else the way that I do myself. I'd be much more understanding. I'd be much more considerate. And I wouldn't be nearly as harsh on anybody else as I am on myself. And I think a lot of us are like that. And I don't know that it does us any good. Yes, look at your behavior and go, okay, I don't like it when I do this. Right. Why don't I like it? Is it in line with my core values? Yes or no. If it's not, okay, then what can I do? And for me, the process is a matter of becoming aware of who I am and the ways I'm being so that I can do something different. And that is literally going through scenarios. Okay, I did this when that happened. How else could I behave? And then thinking of a new way of behaving without the judgment. Even if I'm not judging myself, I know, for example, that I get bored easily. I get distracted by the next shiny object. And if I'm not interested in something, I absolutely cannot do it. Just can't. It's just not going to happen. But I'm also very loyal. I'm very committed. And when I make up my mind about doing something, I get an awful lot done in a very short space of time. 
deciding to sell the house last December. There is a really good example about that because I decided I was going to sell it. I prepared the house for the market, got it on the market and got it sold in less than three weeks. It was just going to happen. Being married for 30 odd years is a major achievement, but I was also aware that I was stuck in a rut and so was John. I didn't want to leave the marriage. I absolutely adore John, but I knew that it wasn't working for either of us. We'd both got into the habit of being a particular way around each other and it didn't work for either of us personally or for the other one. I wasn't happy with who I was, but it also wasn't quite enough to do anything about it. We did think about going to counselling a few times over the last few years, but it was really interesting that when one of us thought about going to counselling, the other one was like, nah, we'll be fine, we don't need it right now. And that happened several times. For me, one of the biggest problems in separating from John has been the requirement to justify myself to other people as well as to myself. And looking back, that was one of the biggest reasons why I didn't want to do anything about the relationship, about changing the relationship, going to counselling or anything. I couldn't justify doing anything because there was nothing really wrong. It just wasn't great. And since we've been together 30 years, who'd expect it to be great? How do I justify changing something when it's not bad? And if I can't justify it to myself, how on earth am I going to justify it to somebody else, particularly when everyone thinks John and our relationship is so amazing? I know as far as a fair number of my family concerned, for example, that John can do no wrong. I'm not being mean here. I'm just stating, okay, let's have a think about this. Here's how it is from my viewpoint, right? Because this is what we do as human beings. In any situation that we go into, we put a story into somebody else's mind for their behavior so that we can understand their behavior. And whenever we look at anybody else and put a story on that their behavior, we make it all about us. So they're being mean because I did this wrong. Not they're being mean because they dropped the iron on the foot this morning, the cat ran out the door and got knocked down and their wife left them. None of that. They're just being mean to us because we did something wrong. We make everything all about us. So I'm busy in my mind when I think about trying to justify the possibility of John and I separating or even going for marriage guidance. When I think about trying to justify that to my family, I go into the space of my family know me really well. And as with most family members, I've done some really mean things over the years. I've done some really awful things over the years. We all do to our siblings, but that's no excuse, right? Because we cannot be forgiven for these things. So in my mind, the story I'm putting on my family and a lot of people around us is everything, everybody thinks John is amazing. And they all know. I can be, let's say, challenging, shall we? That's possibly the best way of putting it. I can be a challenge. I'm fully aware of that. If I chose to end the relationship, I was going to have a really good reason to do to be able to justify it in anybody else's eyes, particularly the people who knew me best, my family. As I'm talking about this now, I just wonder how much of an impact that story that I have about 
people thinking John's really good and I'm really bad. How much of an impact has that had on me over the 30 odd years as the relationship's gone on? It's really fascinating to look at that. And how disempowering is that story in the first place anyway? Really? Why have I got that story? I've been doing, by the way, an awful lot of thinking and journaling this year just to try and get to the bottom of things. And I've been fortunate. Is it fortunate? Isn't necessarily the right word. I made sure that when this all happened, I had a little group of people that I told everything to, because I also know that if I'm left to my own devices, I'll clamp up and not say anything to anybody. And it's the worst thing I can possibly do. One of my core values, this comes into a lot of things. One of my biggest core values is honesty and truthfulness. And so if I'm not being open and honest, and if I'm not sharing myself, and if I'm not being authentic and truthful about, wholly truthful about things, then I'm out of integrity. The problem is, John doesn't feel the same way. Like most people, John thinks there's some things you don't share with people. It's not appropriate to say that. Don't talk about this. I don't want people to know about that. So I've spent a lot of time acceding to those wishes and respecting his requirement for privacy. There's some things I don't want to share, but I'm quite happy to share most things. He's not. But in acceding to those wishes of John's, I became more and more out of integrity. And that had a huge impact on me as the years went on, the impact was bigger and bigger. And I basically lost a lot of self-respect. This is one of the things I got out of journaling and talking to everybody this year. But while I felt that I didn't really have the support of anybody around this, I also felt trapped in the relationship and unable to do anything about it because if I left the relationship, there was going to be nobody around to support me. So it was interesting that when I did reach out to people and I didn't tell people that we were actually separating for about a month and a half, maybe a bit less than that, maybe five weeks, uh, because John didn't want me to. But I needed to talk to people. I needed to create that support and I needed to be able to share with people. And I did have this fabulous group of friends and some of my relatives who and not many of them, by the way, there's not a lot of people are aware of, of what was going on, but they all supported me. And it was absolutely necessary for me to do that. Looking back at the need to compromise in a relationship, to compromise on certain things, you have to, if you're going to make a success of any relationship, you have to compromise on certain things because there's going to be things that you disagree on, things that you have different beliefs about. But this was one of my core values and we should have had a conversation about this and we should have come to some sort of agreement and arrangement. And maybe it was just that old, that old story of I married somebody who was completely the opposite to me and I quite possibly shouldn't have done it. And we had a happy relationship for a very long time. Don't get me wrong, I think he's amazing. But maybe because it was one of my highest core values to be open and honest and truthful, I should not have 
being with somebody that didn't align with. Maybe core values is something that you absolutely need to make certain that you're aligned on. So I've got all these questions about how do you make a relationship work? How do you spot the warning signs that a relationship is not going that and you need to do something about it? How do you decide what you should and shouldn't compromise on or when it's the right time to go for counselling, when it's the right time to call it quits? How do you decide whether is good enough never really never good enough? Should you be in a really happy marriage or are we just looking for the grass is always greener on the other side kind of thing? And the thing is, when we get to a certain age, we become less and less willing to tolerate meh. We, and to just to do things because we've always done them that way or because, I'm talking about myself here, right? I'm saying everybody. But I think a lot of us do. I think a lot of us get to midlife and go, do you know what? I'm not putting up with this crap anymore. I really do. And what happens then? How do we deal with it? How do we move beyond this need to justify ourselves? Not just to ourselves, but to the other people in our lives. How do we do that? How do I justify to the people who think John is amazing that I don't want to be in a relationship with him anymore. That was one of the big problems for me. So it might be a little bit late for me, but I've reached out to a whole heap of experts about to talk about relationships and personal development and getting to know ourselves and how we can create the relationship that we want in our lives and how can we look at the relationship that we have and see whether that can be turned into the relationship that we want or not. How do we do, just how do we move these things forward in our lives? So I'm going to be talking to heaps and heaps of experts about that over the next couple of months, and I'm very excited because getting to know myself, I love understanding people in case you haven't guessed by now, and I think I understand myself, but I also think I have so many stories about myself that I don't know myself that at all and I want to look at who I am in my life for myself and for other people to see how I can best move forward figure out what I want figure out whether that relationship could work whether what it is I do want anything don't know so Basically, I want to get as much information out there and share myself as much as possible. <laughs> now I haven't got that restriction on myself in the hope that it'll make a difference for other people. It'll make a difference for me because it'll make me feel better because I've shared myself and been fully open and honest. So please join me over the next few years. I'd love to hear your thoughts about what I've said in this episode and whether you can see anything of yourself in there, whether it's brought up any questions for you or anything. And yeah, just let me know. Reach out, let me know. And in the meantime, I'll talk to you next time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and don't forget to rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. And I hope you're leaving with some thought-provoking information that can make a difference in your life. See you next time.